Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. And welcome, everyone, to Middays on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with my good friend Rhino in the Super Talk studios. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. You watch any football this weekend? I got to catch a little bit of it. I was actually that guy at a wedding on sun, on Saturday with my phone playing the uh, the <laughs> state game at the reception. Uh, you ain't supposed to do that. <laughs> I was that guy. I got you. It was a beautiful wedding, though. It was at the the Kingfisher swanky little place up around that neck of the woods. My cousin yeah. Jeb got married, and uh, it's always good to go to a wedding where the groom is grinning ear to ear the entire time. <laughs> that uh, yeah, that I would say that foretells. Of a long, happy marriage. Let's hope so, huh? And I got to spend some time with the ninja nephew also on Saturday, and then <laughs> got to spend some time with the family and friends at church, and then a little lunch with the family and friends after church yesterday. And yeah, it was a good weekend. Yeah. Well, cool. Glad you had a good one. I, I'm su- I'm sure that you watched with disgust the punt gate. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> And, of course, we've got our good friend Brian Haydad, co-host of Sports Talk Mississippi. He'll be on at 11.05 to analyze that game, that situation. And he'll talk further, of course, about all the college football action around uh, the state and the country. I did head up to Oxford for the Rainbow. My gosh, I've never seen it rain so hard, pre a football game at least. And it was one of those deals. It was supposed to kick off at 7. We arrived and sat in the vehicle for 30, 40 minutes. We weren't going to get out in that driving rainstorm to walk uh, up to the stadium, even though we parked fairly close. But nonetheless, it was crazy. And then we got in, finally. It tapered off. We got in and then... It broke out again. You couldn't see, I mean, the scoreboard, on the, which is the big jumbotron opposite where we sit there. Uh, you couldn't hardly see it. That's how hard the rain was. Uh, the torrents were teeming through there. And we were, of course, watching the uh, the updates for, for game, start of the game. And it went from... The appointed time of seven, the scheduled time, and I think it went to seven thirty to eight to eight. You know, I just kept. It's like sitting in the airport waiting for a flight delay. It's that uh, 
obligatory every 15 minutes. So I push it back 15 minutes. I, by the way, I asked one time, why do you guys do this? You know this plane ain't going to take off in 15 minutes. And I was told, this was years ago, I was told by an airline employee that's for security reasons. They literally don't want you to know the exact time. There's There's some concern for bad folks timing something out or using that to... Sounds to, like a very post-9-11 justification. I think that's probably right. Now, I'm pretty sure that was going on before 9-11, and the excuse was, well, we don't know. That's that's exactly right. We really just don't know. <laughs> and I, I, re, I recall going through as I was flying weekly there for 31 months here to the great state of New Jersey on a project, but uh, and you're just subject to running into those sorts of situations. And I'd say, now, wait a second. The airplane is like in Minneapolis. We're here at LaGuardia. It ain't left Minneapolis yet. We're not taking off in 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I kind of blanked out there when you started that because it started to sound like one of those train problems. The train is leaving this city <laughs> at this speed. <laughs> I hated those things. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is that's awesome. So, stuff that's going on uh, on the on the political front, certainly from a not so much within the state. There, our folks aren't in session a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's hearings on the budget. And you've got the redistricting going on, which there's two different types of redistricting. You have the federal redistricting and then the state redistricting. Yep. And you've got the meetings for the potential special session for medical marijuana to get that fixed. And it seems like the bodies of the the two chambers really want to get that done before the regular session. Yep. I, I would... Uh tend to agree with that sentiment in that respect. But lots of stuff happening on the national scene. And the first thing that uh, you you may not be aware of, the, our audience, and you may, and that's great, that, is that the Senate parliamentarian, who's a very powerful person, by the way, because it is the parliamentarian her name, by the way, is Elizabeth McDonough. She makes the call as to whether or not certain provisions can pass the the legal tests over there in the Senate. It's like she's the lawmaker's lawyer. Correct. Good way to describe it. And so she makes the call as to whether or not certain certain of what the Democrats in this case want to want to ram into this budget bill. Like if you call a lawyer and go, hey, can I sue this person for this, that, and the other? And they go, uh, you, you can't do that. That's not legal. Yeah. She's powerful. And so the deal is, normally non-budgetary matters require the 60 votes over there in the Senate that the founders thought should be the cooling saucer, I think, is the exact terms they used when they came up with that process. Simple majority in the House, 
60 in the Senate. Got to calm those zany House members down. <laughs> they get a well, that's the other part that I wasn't really taught in basic like public school, but then I got to college and I was all kind of confused when I learned about it, was the Senate hasn't always been elected correct. by the people. That is correct. Very much correct. It and was very much a check and balance on the people. Yes, and a lot of, of people house, would like yeah. to see it return. There are arguments uh, to that that model. Nonetheless, this the the Democrats wanted to ram through amnesty for the illegals in this country, and <laughs> their basis uh, for including that in the budget bill so that it could get passed with a simple majority through the re- reconciliation rules, which are brutally complex. But the parliamentarian makes the call. Yes or no, that passes muster to be included in the budget bill, thus it can be passed with a simple majority. And the parliamentarian delivered quite the blow to the president last night and said, nope, that uh, amnesty deal... That don't belong in the budget bill. You can't do that. And the Democrats said, well, if we make them citizens, they'll pay taxes. Therefore, it's really a budgetary matter. That's, that's, that was their basis for and their, and their justification for including it in this $3.5 trillion budget bill. And by the way, after doing some analysis, I have been saying it's really five trillion. After doing a little bit more study on that over the weekend, it's really more like seven and a half trillion. When you look at all the programs that have uh, scheduled expirations that no way, no how are going to go away, and you continue those for the duration of the ten-year period, which is how the CBO scores this uh, this sort of financial legislation. It's the expanding form of spending. Exactly, exactly right. But the president, that's quite a blow, because they were counting on that. It wasn't a good week for Joe last week. You had this drone strike over there in Afghanistan that turns out it it didn't uh, take care of terrorists. Rather, it killed innocent civilians. Yeah, that's how you know it's embarrassing when they release it at 3, 4, 5 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Exactly. Now you got this deal. You got bad uh, inflation data, jobs tepid, economy. Polls are showing Americans are extremely concerned about inflation, more so than any other policy matter. Duh. It's the economy, stupid. Yet they keep telling us the way to solve that problem is to tax those dirty, greedy, rich people and those corporations. Be gone with them. You know, the ones that hire people, produce the goods and services that make us all better, wealthier, healthier. We'll be right back. We got Douglas Carswell, President and CEO of Mississippi Center. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 87. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 72. Tuesday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 89. Tuesday evening, a 60% chance of rain, low around 64. And for your Wednesday, sunny skies, high near 78. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. 
Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. We believe you can't put a price on love. That's why we built a better way to buy a diamond. Juniker Jewelry. Mississippi's direct diamond importer. With 10 times the selection of diamonds, diamond engagement rings, and wedding bands you'll find in average jewelry stores. Beautiful, affordable engagement rings she'll love. Complete with your center diamonds starting at less than $1,000. Case after case of gorgeous rings, all priced $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 and up. And with Juniker's flexible financing, you can give her a one-carat diamond for as little as $84 a month with approved credit. We have an engagement ring for every couple. I'm Rachel. And I'm John Ravenstein. It doesn't matter who you are, what your budget is, or where you are in life. If you're in love, we have a diamond engagement ring for you. Junica Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junicajewelry.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Football season is here, and Jersey Mike's in Madison would like to celebrate with you. From hand-sliced cold cuts to mouth-watering cheesesteaks made to order with gluten-free and veggie options, too. Stop in and see why we are a sub above the rest. To celebrate the season, we invite all Madison Central JAG students to come by our Madison store on Highway 51 and receive 15% off on Mondays and Tuesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Choose the winning team with Jersey Mike's in Madison. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. back everyone middays gerard and rhino in the studio joining us now douglas carswell president and ceo of the mississippi center for public policy good morning there mr good morning. Carswell. How, how are you? you doing great doing great so a lot of stuff going on uh, here in the magnolia state uh, even though the legislature is not in session therefore they ain't making any laws and sometimes that's a good thing that's a very good thing <laughs> 
That's what I tell them every year. You guys, go easy on the making laws down there. Yeah, they only want to make laws and tax us if they get together. <laughs> so, but one of the things that has kind of caught our eye here, I think uh, you and I share a, a, a common uh, aspiration in that we'd like to see the expansion of school choice here in the state of Mississippi. And one of the ways that that can be effectively accomplished is through the establishment of charter schools. And there is a charter school advisory board in the state, at the state level, that is uh, has the responsibility of approving applications for charter schools. And this, this past year, no new schools were approved. What do you think of that? It is truly shocking. In order to expand the number of charter schools, you have something called the authorizer board that is required to approve the applications. But it's not really the authorizer board at all. It's a non-authorizer board <laughs> because in its entire existence, it has approved a mere seven, seven charter schools yeah. in the entire state of Mississippi. Something is seriously wrong. If, like you and I and many of your listeners, you believe in school choice, it cannot be right to have a school authorizer board failing to approve. I mean, Back in June, there were five very good applications put in from uh, startup charter schools, wannabe charter schools in Columbus, in Natchez, in Jackson, in Greenville. And what the authorizer board in, did in failing to approve them is not just a bureaucratic refusal. The decision means that kids in those neighborhoods will have lower life chances because of this bureaucratic failure. It's just not tolerable. I, I'm not sure what the basis of the rejections was. What do you understand about that? What did they not find acceptable? They didn't find perfection, Gerard, but per- perfection when it becomes the enemy of the good perfection. is a problem. You you can't have a system where a board is looking for absolutely perfect schools because, number one, no such schools exist. But number two, when you're a startup, you're going to be what in the tech world you would call in beta form. You're going to be a startup. You're not going to be perfect. So, you know, either either we need a change of direction in the board or the board, if it feels that it, it would violate the law if it were to adopt what you might call an incubator role, mm-hmm. the board needs to incubate. It needs to bring along with it applicants who are far from perfect and give them a fighting chance to get going. I can't think of a, a single major school that started out as good as it is today. You you, you, you get better by doing. Yeah. And, and, and to, to seek perfection in the application process is a recipe for rejection. Yeah, it, uh, it, it does kind of make you wonder, will they ever approve another one? Well, this is the second year that it's yeah, not the second know. consecutive year, but it's the second year it's happened. So, now, the board will say, you know, it's the law's fault. We need to change the law. But, you know, we've been tinkering around with the charter school law for years, and we still only managed to produce seven charter schools. Perhaps we need some changes to the law. Perhaps we need to remove some of the requirements that, for example, you can only seek permission from the charter board if you're trying to set up a charter school in a failing school district. Why shouldn't you be allowed to set up a charter school in a good school district? Um, perhaps we should change the rules so that there are less restringent reporting requirements. But the whole system seems almost designed to prevent what charter schools are supposed to be, which is for mums and dads to come together and give their children a better chance and a better life chance by taking control of their kids' education rather than leaving it in the hands of the sort of people that run school districts. This is a fundamental failure of the system. And and as you know, 
there is uh, there is a group, of course, a, a large group of folks in Mississippi that want to totally eliminate all school choice whatsoever, and and would not like to see that. Why do you think that they're so opposed to this? It's it seems to be proven in other states, in particular that have had school choice, charter school, Florida comes to mind for a long time, where the outcomes show dramatic improvement. I, I you think they oppose that. It, it's extraordinary, isn't it? How can any right-thinking person be against school choice when we see the dramatic changes it brings about for often people who, who currently suffer from the, the worst education outcomes? I, I think, Jared, it's fundamentally because there are too many people involved in the education system. I don't mean the teachers who I think do a good job and are grossly underpaid. I mean the education bureaucrats. The education bureaucrats in Mississippi fundamentally think that the education system should be run in their interest. And school choice is a bit of a nuisance for them because it means that parents and mums and dads start to exercise choice. And that means that if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, (laughs) you'll you'll lose money, you'll lose revenue. And it's a nuisance. They want to create a a rigged monopolistic system but it doesn't do any good for mississippians we already know that mississippi is is not achieving what it could achieve because we've got school board districts that are producing consistently poor teaching grades consistently poor management the only way we can address this is through school choice and yet here we have in mississippi a bureaucratic system that is denying the extension of school choice only really exists in theory in mississippi it's desperately desperately sad for all of those kids who won't now in those neighborhoods get the better life chances they could have got i think there was a recent report that we have ascended the ladder somewhat in terms of education outcomes and honestly i don't know not how, you, how those are measured what the measurements are for the I, metrics i would take issue with that okay. it's often claimed by the education bureaucrats that they're doing rather well because pre-covid there was some indication of improvement but actually if you look at act scores which are objective and can't be presented in a manipulated way mm-hmm. if anything there's a suggestion that actually education standards have got worse so i think you should look at act rather than taking at face value the statistics the education bureaucrats in mississippi would like us to look at you know, and, and I think that is a, a certainly a, a valid measurement approach. One of the things, Douglas, I've always wondered is why don't we actually measure uh, these students all the way through graduation into the workforce, what they're actually producing, contributing, how they're faring economically, even college students. It's We're so, I think, focused and accustomed to just measuring at that moment in time based on tests, ACT, standardized tests, et cetera. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it sure would be interesting, would it not, to see how that kind of uh, correlates to, uh, say, a person who scores high on their ACT or on standardized tests, makes good grades at school. How do they fare once they're out into the job market? That's, that's a very valid point. I mean, it, it's sometimes the case that when people talk about testing and education, they forget what education is about. Education is not about farming kids through a process that produces standardized test results it's about creating rounded adults who can go out there and live fruitful meaningful lives the problem though is that if you move away from any objective measures of testing you really are at the mercy of the bureaucrats because the bureaucrats the bureaucrats don't like objective (laughs) testing because it shows up their failure well we talked about on the program you may be aware new york city says no, no more honor rolls. No more, 
enough more grades? I mean, there and I think it's in California. Have they not perhaps dispensed with SAT and SAT uh, as a uh, ACT as a uh, a mechanism for testing uh, to determine uh, eligibility for college admission? I mean, we're, we're the left is moving us away from this performance based society. That probably disturbs me as much as anything going on in this country. Well, the left often likes inflation, not just inflation in test results, but inflation in monetary terms. Why? Because if you remove an objective measure of outcomes, you you move to a world where the relativists really can take over. Yeah. We, we need objective testing. But I think when it comes to education in, in Mississippi, we, we really do need an authorizer board that actually sets about incubating new charter schools so that if they're, if they're putting in applications that are perhaps only 85% there, 90% there, they should see it as their responsibility to nurture those applicants yeah. to turn them into tomorrow's charter schools. Yeah. It's a failure to do that that has let down Mississippi children. Uh, can you hang around? I'd love to. Yeah, we'll do another segment. I wanted to talk to you about uh, some economic matters, taxes, etc. We'll sort of shift our uh, attention always, to that. You always okay? to talk to Brits about tax policy. <laughs> we'll step aside for a break right here. We'll come right back with Midday. Stay with us. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. At Elias Agris Management and Southern Ag Services, we work for you. Our agents and consultants were born and raised in the same communities you work, and the agronomic and economic expertise we bring to the farm manages risk and maximizes production with the experiences many of you have shared with us over the last few decades of working together. We're committed to you, and we're thankful to be a part of your business. Let's prepare to pass it on. Elias Agris Management and Southern Ag Services, the partnership that yields. Jackson is sacking the competition with an all-out savings blitz. 
You'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the savings we're offering on every new and pre-owned Mazda in stock. Get 0% financing for 36 months on all new Mazdas. That's 0% on every new Mazda in stock. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. There will be no false starts when it comes to your credit approval. Our team of credit specialists are here to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade-in? Bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. So come in today, because we're blitzing the competition and saving you big at Monster Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our own new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Monsteropjackson.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi's COVID-19 cases appear to be on the decline. Over a three-day period from Friday through Sunday, 2,687 COVID cases are being reported with 56 additional deaths. 23 deaths occurred between September 10th and 18th. 33 occurred between July 22nd and September 13th. Those were identified from death certificate reports. There are currently 106 ongoing outbreaks in long-term care facilities. And a shooting inside the Golden Nugget Casino in Biloxi over the weekend claimed the life of a Gulfport man. Authorities say 41-year-old Randy Johnson was shot multiple times on the casino floor. The suspect, Jeremy Jones, has been charged with first-degree murder. His initial court appearance was set for today. Johnson will have a preliminary hearing in a few weeks. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Hey, this is Stephen with Americans for Prosperity, Mississippi. Do you know how your legislators really voted on the issues that impact you and your family every day? Often, our elected officials campaign on defending your rights and liberties, yet they vote for special interest and irresponsible policies. See how your legislators voted at scorecardms.com to hold them accountable and encourage them to continue advancing the cause of liberty in Mississippi. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. From the coast to the delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here with Super Talk Mississippi News. What happens? Why does it happen? And how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News, online at supertalk.fm. 
Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard in the Super Talk studios, along with Rhino. Our guest is Douglas Carswell, president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy. So, as you're aware, Douglas, the House, of course, passed a a, a tax reform measure last year, sent it over to the Senate. Uh, didn't really get any traction, but Senator Josh Harkins. Uh, he, he did inform that he would conduct hearings before the 22 session. He did that, I guess, about three weeks ago. I was among the um, the list of those who testified. I, I uh, was privileged to do that. We had. Had to come we do had. that. And, uh, but uh, where do you think that's going to go at this point? Uh, there is... Uh, you know, fairly strong feelings on both sides. As you know, this is something that the speaker feels is a top priority, mm-hmm. a very top and high priority. And there are a number of other states, as I'm sure you're aware, that are also pursuing similar legislation. Yep. Often the debate about whether we get rid of the state income tax is a question of whether we can afford it. Yeah. I would turn around. I think it's whether we can afford not to. Now, just Reflect for a moment. California has the highest personal income tax of any state in the union, and the population is now falling in California. Mm -hmm. Mississippi has one of the highest rates of personal income tax in the South, and our population is falling. States that don't have income tax in the South, like Tennessee, Texas, and Florida, or have very low state income taxes, are growing. So Mm -hmm. I don't think we can afford not to get rid of the tax. The question is, is how best to do it. And there's a a legitimate difference of opinion. On the one hand, you've got um, the Speaker, who thinks that the way to do it is quickly by a little bit of tax substitutes. You put tax up on sales in order to reduce it and remove it on income. Then you've got the Governor, who thinks actually the way to do it is to take a little bit longer, but not to do it through a tax swap. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I, I think we can have a meeting of minds between those 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 two camps and i don't think it needs to be polarized but but let's just remember the moral reason why we're doing this if people are allowed to keep more of their own money their own earnings and spend it on the things they want they're going to make choices as individuals moral choices as individuals if the government is taking that money and making those decisions for us it diminishes us so getting rid of income tax will not only make us wealthier more prosperous with more jobs it it means that we are, as individuals, more moral. Mm-hmm. High income tax diminishes us not just economically but as individuals. So it's it's morally good that we get rid of this income tax. Yeah, and so you, uh, what is the center's position on on the measure? Do you have an official one? Are you are you opposed to it as is because it does in fact raise? Uh, sales taxes well, is part of we, the measure. We, we've been running what we call the Axe the Tax campaign, which is to say that we should get rid of the state income tax. Mm-hmm. 
we recognize that to do that right away without some sort of tax swap is is not realistic but i'm i'm very very nervous about putting up half a dozen different taxes to get rid of one i i would be very nervous about raising taxes i think what we should do is we should even if it's incremental we should reduce tax by saying we know that the tax revenue base for the state is going to grow mm-hmm. it, it grows a little bit every year we should dedicate and allocate that increase in the revenue to getting rid of income tax um i i would be very nervous as a first preference um about increasing tax to pay for a tax because then you run the risk of of tax hikes in one area to reduce them in another that's not really you you might start out meaning to reduce the tax burden you might end up with something very different yeah yeah it's uh and and you dig through the numbers on that it gets it gets pretty wonky as you well know when you start analyzing all that lots of folks have have done that and and uh, I don't know that there's a consensus on, on where all there, that leads. There, but. there isn't yet, but I think there could be. I mean, take a step back. The left has always been very, very good at getting us to commit future growth in tax revenue yep. to their pet projects. What we need to do is, as conservatives, turn that around and say, right, as the revenue stream increases, we're going to dedicate that growth in tax revenue to eliminating the income tax. And if we can get agreement to do that, the rate at which it happens, I think we can all compromise. Yeah. And so one of the things that, that has kind of caught my attention is uh, what I view as a, a bit of a conflict in in messaging from the governor, because he said that his top legislative priority, I had him on the show when we were at the Neshoba County Fair last on this particular program, and I asked him that directly, and he said that teacher pay raise was his top priority for the 2022 session, and and that uh, he's looking for $3,000, and that's about $150 million over three years. Uh, but then on the other hand, he said that he he really would like to see this, the income tax eliminated without raising any other taxes. So we've got expenses going up and revenues going down. Can I tell you one area where you could find money to put into the classroom sure. and the teacher's pay packet straight away? We wrote the Fat Cat Report in yep. August, and it was a list of the 50 highest-paid public officials in the state of Mississippi, and it was dominated by education bureaucrats. They're hoovering up the budget, paying administrators vastly inflated salaries. 24 of them earn more than the governor does. Yep. We need to make sure that money goes into the classroom. If no school district superintendent in the state of mississippi was paid more than the governor you would right away have money to employ 75 additional teachers or increase the pay packets of existing teachers we desperately need to increase teachers pay so you can attract more teachers better teachers make it more of an attractive career but the way to do that is not to hike up the income tax it's to stop the education fat cats snuffling off the money and putting it in their own pockets, which is what's happening today. And, and the thing about it is, as you know, those those decisions are made locally, and they're hired by the school boards that run the school districts. It's a little cartel. It's a cozy little cartel where you've got the school superintendent and you've got the people who are supposed to be overseeing them working together yeah. and putting more of the budget into administration costs yep. than they should. If we were to cap the amount of money that we give school superintendents, we could put more money into the classroom 
and teachers could have higher salaries. We don't need to put up taxation to do this. We just need to make sure that the fat cat bureaucrats don't misspend the money. How can we move the or migrate the the uh, the current pay structure for educators in this state to a more of a performance based one? It doesn't seem to be – doesn't really matter how well you do it. There's a little bit of bonus that's available for that, but in general, that's not how the pay works. It's totally different in the private sector. I was looking at some recent polling that was conducted about parent attitudes across the state, and one thing was really striking is how strongly people feel about the fact that good teachers should be rewarded for being good teachers. Absolutely. And I think there's no mechanism to do that. And because right. there's no mechanism for rewarding good teachers, there's no mechanism for saying to people who are perhaps not very good teachers, do you know what, maybe maybe this, this career isn't for you. Yeah. Until we get that, we're never going to get the standards of education in the classroom. Totally you? agree. Totally agree, and and that's you know just having operated a business for a long time, it just that really worked well. That structure worked but, pretty well. But maybe what we should be looking at is making a bargain with the teachers. That is, yes, we'll make sure your pay goes up. Yes, we'll make sure more of the budget that's currently going to the fat cat bureaucrats goes to you as teachers in the classroom. But in return for those higher salaries, let's have some performance indicators so that we can actually differentiate between good outcomes and less good outcomes. Yeah, it it, uh, it just seems like that we're somewhat limited on uh, just on the operational model because we really don't have a mechanism to reward the high performers and sort of dissuade the low performers from continuing their career, <laughs> let's put it that way. A uh, couple of minutes left. I wanted to ask you about, uh, even though I know you focus on, on policy here in the state, stuff ca- coming out of Washington with respect to taxation on that subject. It's like George III's back scary. in charge. <laughs> it's very scary. It really is. It really is. They are spending trillions of dollars, and they need to, at some point, they're going to have to put up taxes, and they're, they're looking around for a cash cow. Uh, it's, uh, we've gotten to a point where uh, the tax policy in this country is determined based on what bureaucrats would uh, um, determine as so-called fair. Mm. And rather than, well, let's look at what our needs are based on the Constitution and make sure we fund that. One of the reasons why the American economy has been so dynamic and the most successful economy in the world is because it's had a tradition of low taxation. That's right. I agree. Certainly relative to the rest of the world. Douglas, always a pleasure to see you, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back with more Midday. Stay with us.
If you work in the manufacturing world, Ace Bolt and Screw would like the opportunity to earn your business. Ace Bolt and Screw has been Mississippi family owned and operated for more than 50 years. They specialize in vendor managed inventory and they're ISO certified. Ace Bolt and Screw services and delivers fasteners for small, medium, and large scale industrial operations across the country. Visit acebolt.net to learn more or call 601-355-3448. Discover vendor managed inventory by Ace Bolt and Screw today. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away go troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. This is the opening agri-market report. At the open of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 222 to 9011. March cotton was down 220 to 89.39. At the open of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were down 17 and three quarters to 1266 and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans were down 18 cents to 1275 per bushel. December corn was down seven and three quarters to 519 and a half per bushel. March corn was down six and three quarters to 527 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, December live cattle was up a nickel to 127.57. February live cattle was down 15 to 131.40. November feeders up 15 to 156.25. January feeders down 7 to 157 even. At this hour, the Dow Jones is down 495 points, 34,089. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Protect your post-harvest grains and your bottom line from profit-robbing insects. For pennies per bushel, a tank mix of Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist gives you the long-term control of an insect growth regulator and the knockdown power of a broad-spectrum insecticide with enhanced efficiency. Help protect your grain with Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist from Central Life Sciences. For more information, contact your local dealer or visit bugfreegrains.com. I'm a cotton farmer. I'm BASF. I'm made of grit, passion, and hands that never stop working. I'm made of agronomics, innovation, and hands that never stop helping. I I believe believe cotton cotton isn't isn't a crop. crop. It's a calling. I'm made to grow it. Protect it. I know this is important to my family. Every family. That's why I work harder. Innovate better. To make my cotton as good as it can be. As protected as it can be. I'm a cotton farmer. I'm BASF. We create chemistry. 
Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Everyone, middays, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk Studios. Wow. The president's approval ratings, they're dropping faster than the stock markets are today. You seen the markets, folks? Don't look at your 401k plan today. <laughs> you won't like what you see. And this is all being driven by fears that a Chinese property developer, really, real estate developer, is uh, called Evergrande. Most Americans probably never heard of it. Not sure I did until I woke up early this morning and, of course, always start uh, perusing uh, the various news, including financial news. It's part of my daily routine. And Looked at that and said, geez, the futures are falling like a rock. What the heck's going on? And it turns out this group Evergrande, there are concerns that uh, they might default on their debt. Now, this isn't quite a Lehman Brothers situation that we saw in 2008. Not at that level. But it's enough to rock the global markets, for sure. And it's it's debt burden, it is reported. This Evergrande, China Evergrande Group is the formal name of the organization. It uh, Its debt burden is the biggest for any publicly traded real estate management and development company in the world. Which is... Probably mostly due to the fact that in China, you have no real way to invest any personal wealth that you bring upon yourself. You can dig a hole and put it in the ground, or you can give it away, or you can give it to the government, or you can buy housing, yeah, buy real estate. To the point where their real estate market has gotten so crazy that the government says you can only own three houses. Yep. Exactly. You're spending crazy amounts of money on Chinese-built houses. Yeah, I mean, it's a centrally planned economy. It's the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, that runs the economy. So, anywho... 
Last I checked, let's see here what it looks like. The Dow is down 615. The NASDAQ is down 367. That's 2.4%. That is a precipitous decline. And uh, I'm seeing the red in my portfolio. It is massive, massively red, all red. Uh, Don't look good right now. Now, there are those who say, hey, we've been due for a correction. Uh, either five. I think a lot of the worry 10%. comes from people worried this is the the first domino to fall in the popping of the real estate bubble in China. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's being reported as well. So, anyhow, you got uh, the ten year sliding a little bit, oil sliding a little bit, bank stocks are getting hammered. Citibank is holds some of that debt, and so a default. Not good news for them. But you were commenting offline, the, the uh, cryptos, they're all trading down a lot. Oh, yeah. The funny money market's just as far down, if not farther, than the NASDAQ. And so I think that suggests that it is not viewed as a safe haven by investors. It's not like buying gold, which is traditionally viewed as a safe haven when equities and bonds plummet as they are today, traditional assets, securities. Not good. In the meantime, we were talking about the president, who did have a good week. He just didn't. But the border, how about that mess? So one of the things is the FAA issued a TFR, that's a temporary flight restriction, prohibiting Fox News' drone from flying above the the border, especially in Del Rio, Texas, at that overpass that I think everybody's seen by now, showing this giant mass of immigrants trying to get through. And then they reversed it, and so the images are back, and I think Biden was not happy. But what did he do? I think he went on a little vacation this weekend. He's getting hammered even by his own party somewhat over that. His job approval rating, like I said, it's falling like the stock market. We got Brian Haydad coming up after the news, and we're going to dig into those numbers a little bit. Stay with us. home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox News. I'm Lillian Wu. The FBI has executed a search warrant at the Florida home of Brian Laundrie, a person of interest in the case of missing woman Gabby Petito. By our count, there were 10 or 11 FBI agents. That is a significant force. The parents came out and were placed into a van. Fox's Trace Gallagher this after remains matching the description of Petito were found in Wyoming. The Grand Teton National Park stretches over 300,000 acres, and it appears that a travel blogger provided a critical clue over the weekend after going back through video she shot on August 27th in a campground where Petito and her boyfriend were believed to be in the park. Fox's Laura Engel. And the U.S. set to ease restrictions on foreign nationals flying into the country starting in November. America's listening to Fox News. 
Does your body hurt? Have you tried unsuccessful treatments for plantar fasciitis, tennis elbow, shoulder pain, or IT band? Innovative Health Clinic, formerly Acoustic Wave Treatment Center, offers an affordable non-surgical solution through acoustic wave therapy. The beneficial effects of acoustic wave therapy are often experienced after only one or two treatments. The therapy eliminates pain and restores mobility, improving your quality of life. Schedule your appointment at 601-944-5585 or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. Now taking same-day appointments. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Rumors continue to swirl about the possibility of a special session on medical marijuana. Senator Chuck Younger supports it, but says it needs to be highly regulated. If somebody's retired and they've got hurt aches and bones and they're retired, they're not working in a factory, if they get a prescription from their doctor... By all means, let them have medical marijuana. Lawmakers plan to tax it at 7%, but Younger thinks it should be at least 10%. He did say they included an opt-out for municipalities that do not want to participate. And a 27-year-old Natchez man allegedly slipped from a pier at a state park in Adams County Saturday and died. The victim has been identified as 27-year-old Eric Miner. A woman who was with Miner called authorities after the accident. She said she jumped in and tried to save him, but her efforts were unsuccessful. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. What do members of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation look like? We have members from every corner of Mississippi from all walks of life. All over the state, we see two types of memberships, active members of the farming community and associate members who utilize Farm Bureau services like insurance. All memberships support Mississippi agriculture. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Hattiesburg Mayor Toby Barker says COVID cases in his area seem to be declining. And because of that, he said there is one unfortunate byproduct. We're seeing less demand when it comes to people going to get their first dose shots. However, Barker said it appears the percentage of those fully vaccinated in Forest and Lamar County is on the rise. And the Mississippi Lottery has continued its strong start to the 2022 fiscal year. With an August transfer of over $13 million, the total proceeds through just the first two months of the fiscal year sit just shy of $22 million. At this pace, the proceeds for the year are on track to exceed the 2021 total, which sent $80 million to the state's roads and bridges and nearly $60 million to Mississippi's Education Enhancement Fund. And Mississippi Senator Cindy Hyde's 
Smith is co-sponsoring a bill to award the Congressional Medal of Honor to the 13 American service members who lost their lives last month during a terrorist attack in Afghanistan. I'm Andy Davis. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Get ready. Get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard and Rhino. Back with you, rolling into hour two with our good friend Brian KTBFH. Hey, Dad. Okay. Decode that for us there, Brian. Brian's a co host of Sports Talk Mississippi, of course. <laughs> uh, Rhino's having a little fun with me. <laughs> He's, he's having a little fun about my soccer uh, fandom, but they won, so I'm, I'm, we can talk about that all you want. But yeah, it's, it's, it's soccer related. Oh, I know okay. you could not care less. Okay, you soccer guys, it's a communist game. <laughs> <laughs> the communists <laughs> dropped that soccer ball over here a long time ago. <laughs> Except communists aren't very good at the sport. <laughs> they're, no, they're, they're very bad at it. Actually, actually yeah. you're right about that. Yeah. All right, uh, Brian, Pontgate. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> oh, God. Everything gets a gate. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. in the world was that all about? Well, and, and I said the same thing with, with Mr. Gallo earlier this morning. That I know you talk about incompetent officials all the time, but they're usually elected. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about something totally different. I, I didn't vote for any of these guys. <laughs> Yeah, Gerard, I mean, you know it. You've seen it. You've gone to enough Ole Miss games in your time. that if The officiating the SEC is just bad. It's bad top to bottom. It's bad year in and year out. And for uh, an organization that makes the kind of money that the Southeastern Conference does, the idea that they can't do any better is, is kind of disheartening. I mean, it, it, every season we see these games get decided by poor officiating. It happened to Ole Miss uh, a season ago against Auburn. Uh, it happened to Arkansas a season ago against Auburn. 
Uh, and now it happened to Mississippi State on, on, on Saturday. You know, and, and if you want to make the comment that State shouldn't be in that position, they should dominate a team like Memphis, that's, that's fine. I, I can agree with that. But at the end of the day, if that play doesn't happen, the game is totally different. And it costs Mississippi State a win, and it may cost Mississippi State a bowl bid, and it may cost, I mean, that's costing real, that's real dollars. Yeah. Real dollars that the state loses, that the Southeastern Conference loses, because people can't, can't do their jobs. You know, how do we get here? It's not, is there a shortage of competent quality referees that want to call SEC we got, football? We got an employee employment shortage all over this country. Uh, Gerard, I hear you talking about it every day. Uh, I, I guess they're the same play. When you consider these guys, this isn't their full time job. They're yeah, just doing this on, You're right. on the side, but they're making good money. Yep. They you are. know, you would think that. Either A, there would be a, a stricter standard, a higher standard to, to hold people to, or B, this is the SEC. They're making a billion dollars a year. They really can't afford to have some full-time officials. I, I find that Agreed. hard to believe. Agreed. So, they're, they're, I don't know what the answer is. You know, my, If Greg Sankey wants to give me his job, I'll figure out the answer. <laughs> but I, what I do know is... What is happening? We, it's not just a state. Look at the Auburn Penn State game. Yep. You have a, a, a team has to punt on third down because everybody loses track of the downs. How does that happen? <laughs> it feels like that's pretty easy. One, two, three, four. I can do it. Well, they've got these digital down markers now. Uh, you know what? I say, I don't. You know, here's what. Here's what. Maybe you and I can agree on. Not that we don't okay. agree on a lot of stuff, but we agree on quite, yeah, a bit. on quite a bit. Yeah, but what is it just kind of sticks in the top of my head is what's caused it to get worse. It's it, the the model hasn't changed. Uh, it, well, why, why is it, it worse? You don't think don't it is? It, huh? I don't know that it's worse than that. Okay, you you go back thirty forty years and there were five games on television. Yeah, and you could and there That's wasn't true. social media that would clip out. Look at this terrible call, and, yeah. and then everybody got to look at it. My guess is these guys have been terrible at their jobs since the beginning of time. Bear Bryant and Johnny Vaught and Emery Ballard were all complaining about this stuff, but we just didn't have any any yeah. access to it. You're, that's so a good point. That, that's I, I, that's they're just not. I mean, just not good. This guy, the guy who called his crew from yesterday, he's been officiating games for twenty plus years. Yeah, and yet. They're still making – this is elementary mistakes they're making. Yeah, I, I think that's what is bothersome. Is this, We're not talking about really difficult, uh, quick judgment calls, such as a pass interference or a holding or stuff like that that just happens uh, often in such a split second, and you got to make a judgment right there. Was that what I think it was or not? And throw a flag. This is uh, I sort and and a lot of that time, a lot of times those calls are kind of in the action, which where a lot of folks are. You got to be on the field to have that view. And this wasn't that. No. And the other thing that bothers me, probably what bothers me the most, is the back judge throws the beanbag, waves his arms. Yeah. Stomps his foot like this is where the ball's going to be spotted. He knows that he's blowing the play dead there. Yep. He knows that he is. And when they call the touchdown, he doesn't have, I mean, you know the word I yeah. want to use. Yeah, I to, to To go and say, look, I messed up. I inadvertently spotted the ball. I was waving the play dead. But unfortunately, that's that's we're going to have to take the touchdown off the board. Because that's... that's the correct call. That's the correct call. Agree. 
But and, and is that something that gets, can be reviewed and yes. reversed? Yes. Why Every didn't that scoring happen? Po- that's a what a great question. This is why you're the best. <laughs> oh yeah. That's why you're the top interviewer on, in, on, on in the state. Yeah. Because yeah. I have no idea. The place every scoring play is reviewed. That's what I. Thought. Every one. Yeah. And yet nobody in the booth saw. Wait a minute. That I mean the SEC admitted it. They sent out a, a statement. I love the statement by the way. It's not an apology. It's not we screwed up and we're sorry. It's just we screwed up. Here's how we screwed up. You know can't do anything for you. But we, we know that we screwed up. Not even, not even a promise to do better next time. I read we, that statement and, and felt like this had to emanate uh, from the Capitol in Washington. I mean, that's what it looked <laughs> it, like to any me. Any politician could have wrote like, that It looked statement. like politics. It's like, it what? Looked, it looked like from, from the White House Council. That's what that <laughs> statement came from. And I don't even care who the president is. Just there it is, you know. I oh. agree. We screwed up. I so. I agree. All right. So, uh, what about my alma mater? Did you watch any of that? The rainbow. I, I did turn into that. I, you know what? You know it pains me, right? You know this pains me. They're pretty good, Gerard. They're pretty good. They're I mean, I'm almost good. afraid to say. I went to play golf yesterday, and all my state buddies saying, you know, they look pretty good. I said, you know, I, I'm I'm afraid to say anything, honestly. I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you all next week. I'm gonna jinx y'all so bad. I'm gonna talk about how bad <laughs> y'all are gonna beat Alabama. I'm gonna start that's on Monday. How you do it. Just the whole way. Be like, oh, no way, Ole Miss loses to Alabama. That's what we but call I, the reverse. But they could hopper. very well beat them. They could very well beat them. That's a good Ole Miss team. Kiffin's got them rolling. Corral is playing great. They got a lot of. T- Talent and defensively, they're just they're just better. I don't know if they're good defensively, but they're better, and Way that's all they really, really had to be. Well, the last couple of years, it was so frustrating so as bad. a fan so to bad, know yeah. that. Well, I hope the safety tackles them on that run up the middle <laughs> from the twenty. <laughs> Safeties were racking up tackles in that defense last you year. You know, yeah. you're not doing well on defense when the DBs have most of the tackles. I mean, we always hold say that. A line of I always say that. That yeah, if your safety is the leading tackler on the team, you got a problem. <laughs> well, we did and have, yeah. but that's not the case this year. In fact, if I listen to the stats right, post game, uh, uh, Tulane one for eleven. In the third down category, I believe that's the stats I heard uh, Richard deliver, as a matter of fact. So in the well, post game. Yeah. Is that, that's a great stat. 11? That's great for defense, yeah. I if just... you're getting off the field, right. and then on the other side of the ball, I think on the year Ole Miss has, a, has not, not converted a fourth down they've gone for. They're 100%. They're 100%. So if you're, staying off, if you're getting off the field on defense and you're staying on the field on offense – it's hard not to win. The Ole Miss punter's a Maytag repairman. He's the loneliest guy in town. I'm telling you, you don't get to punt. Don't, don't, don't hate when on Matt Brown like that. Everybody, everybody loves Matt Matt's Brown. Matt's a up good there. guy. They all like him, right? They, but he doesn't have to punt very often. It's just you know that that's that's Kiffin's style, and uh, that that's his uh, probability <laughs> uh, approach to playing it's the smart, game. Though. It's smart. Yeah. Well, when you got an offense that you, I don't know how they figure out what the heck to run when it's fourth and five. They got so many plays to choose from that are in that five yard range. You know what I, I mean? I just hand so, the ball to Jerry on Ely and say, "Just give pretty me the good first too." Down. That's how I would do it. He's pretty salty out of the backfield catching yeah, passes good too, player. isn't he? Yeah, good player. yeah, yeah. That good was player. A, so that was a big. So I, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. Now, when you go over there to Tuscaloosa, as you know, it's that's hard place to play. But I, this team seems to. I think be playing together and not be worried about that. Anyhow, and you got LSU coming to Starkville this Saturday, right? 
Yeah, great. <laughs> See how that goes. <laughs> and I'll be up there Friday again doing a remote. My That's right. We got, yeah, we got a remote. You got, and then our show is uh, doing one as well. So yeah, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, sure should. Brian, appreciate you joining us today, man. We'll talk soon. Anytime, Gregor. See ya. Appreciate it. We'll be right back on midday. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 87. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 72. Tuesday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 89. Tuesday evening, a 60% chance of rain, low around 64. And for your Wednesday, sunny skies, high near 78. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. I've got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra. The world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra. Available at the Tractor Store in Richland. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop, and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton, Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. Speaking to all men. If you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com. 
Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. With Gerard in the Super Talk studios, along with Rhino, who will be vacationing this Thursday and Friday, correct? I don't know if you call it a vacation, more of a staycation. Staycation, yeah. okay. Just burning a couple of vacation days. I got you. Well, that works. Um, Use them or lose them, they don't roll over. <laughs> I hear you. I shall step aside on Thursday. I believe Dave is going to come in and fill in. I... Uh, Back on the speaking circuit, uh, missed that. The pandemic had had three or four engagements lined up, and the pandemic kind of shut those down last year. But those sort of civic club meetings and, and so forth are back in action. So I will be speaking to the Rankin County Rotary Club this coming Thursday. Looking forward to the that. Rotarians. Yeah. I am a member of the, the Jackson Rotary Club, um, and that, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is the largest civic organization in the state. So, anyhow, going to be doing that. And then Friday, I'm going back to Starkville. Main Street Fest, I believe. Is that the name of it? Did I say that right? Pretty sure. Yeah. Be up there Friday. I told you, my state buddy said I'm gonna have to write. Uh, excuse me, buy me a condo up there. <laughs> the uh, I tell you, the event, the logging, the Mid South Forestry Equipment Show that we did the show remote at this past Friday. That was a blast. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Appreciate you as always taking care of business back here. Gary and Houston and Alex getting everything going for us. And we were fortunate with the rain. It's all outside. I think they said this is like the largest outdoor trade show of, of its type. It's, uh, it's just incredible. And the machinery was mind-blowing. The power, the sophistication. Now you can see why they got all those TV shows about logging and logging truckers and exactly. wilderness loggers and ice road loggers and yeah, all kind of stuff. And it's it seems it feels so American. I think that's what I like about it. These are just good people, salt of the earth people, go out, love what they do, do their jobs, do it extraordinarily well, and we all benefit from that. And they get paid to do it. 
And and that's what I said, as you recall, when we opened the show, the, the thing that excites me the most about being amongst that and being a part of it, doing the show, this is just capitalism at its finest. These are buyers and sellers coming together. These companies that uh, intersect and compete uh, for the various products and services that serve that industry, there they are competing, showing their wares poking their chest out on why you ought to buy from us and cutting deals. I just love it. I mean, I just, that's the way we do it, man. And talking to those heavy equipment dealers and saying, yeah, we're sold out till February. And everything, by the way, they showed me that was uh, on display for the show was was borrowed from customers. It's new equipment. Already bought and paid but for. Bought and, and they said, please let us take it to the show or we're not going to have anything, just due to the supply chain uh, constraints. Chip shortages and all that fun stuff. Yeah. You know, and by the way, in the cabs of those deals, they look like an airplane cockpit. It's incredible. And anyhow, very impressed with that, very appreciative to all the folks there that uh, took care of us and really showed us what uh, was a, a good time, honestly. So, anyhow, I just want to point that out. And, and proud to be associated with that. And, and just can't say enough about this is really, this is just, this truly is capitalism at its finest, you know, in full display. And uh, Tedrick Radcliffe with the Mississippi Forestry Association, he just did a phenomenal job uh, giving me a, first-hand tour before the show. Really appreciate that. Anyhow, the um, like we were saying before we went to break and had Brian Haydad and uh, talking about punt gate, that really, that really, th- I read the SEC statement. That was weak. That was terrible. It's like, huh? They didn't really address the core issue whatsoever. I, why do they have to speak in all this flowery, elusive sort of terminology and communication. Why can't they just get to the core of the matter and say, hey, ball should have been down. We screwed up. We're going to do better and not let it happen again. End of story. Because then when it happens again, they would actually have to do something. Oh, I see. You mean be accountable, take action, corrective action? Yeah. You know what that means? Your gig's too cushy. That's what that means. You need a you need a gig that ain't so cushy to understand. You don't correct stuff, you go bankrupt. You lose your job. We sort of seem to be progressing past that concept and it's bothersome. Biden's approval rating. Now I'm looking at the real clear politics line graph extending from February through present day. And there are two lines that that chart and track the real clear politics job approval average. Of course, if you're familiar with RCP, that's what they do. They take a a number of different polls, sort of left and right-leaning sources and organizations that conduct these polls, and they average all those data, all that data into uh, kind of an aggregate average. But just looking at that, going from left to right, if you can envision February to September, and 
the approval versus disapproval, the gap between approval and disapproval starts in February, first day honeymoon, right? 54% approve, 36 disapprove. And then there's the kind of in-between, right? You always have that. Well, those lines start to trend in different directions. The approval starts to trend downward. The the disapproval starts to trend upward, such that now in September those lines have crossed, the proverbial crossing of the lines. So disapproval now stands at 49.8 and approval 45.8 is where it is right now. That's that's the latest uh, from Real Clear Politics. But it kind of makes you wonder, does it not, for those that approve, what exactly is it do they approve? That he's not Trump. Precisely. It's all about personality cannot be about handling of the office or policy. I, I'm searching for some victories, policy victories, since he's been in office. I scratch my head. I can't find any. You know, the other thing that happened last week is they got cozy, did the Biden administration with Australia with respect to nuclear submarine technology and so forth. Going to need them as an ally against China. No question. But something about that rhino aggravated France. And Macron has since... France loves China. (laughs) I think that's some of it. Macron has pulled his ambassadors. Have you heard this? There are no French ambassadors in this country now. They're done. They're out of here. So... The first move of this chess game with Australia and the U.S. and China and all that was Australia coming out and going, guys, we really want to know where this COVID crap came from. We'd really like to look into its origins in China. And China said, you know what? Because you said that, we're cutting all trade with Australia. Yeah. Which opened the door for the U.S. to trade more with Australia. That's absolutely true. Hmm. Man. You know, the point there is... Mr. Uniter, Mr. Healer, and Mrs. Mr. Oh, we're our status on the world stage is dramatically improved now that Biden is in office. All of that is just lies. We just have to call it what it is. I, I usually try to say intellectually dishonest. <laughs> I'm not sugarcoating it. It's, you're just lying. I'm sick of it. He lies. His whole speech regarding. His economic plan was chock full of lies. We got to get to that, by the way. He said the word fair share seven times in that speech. We'll be right back. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. 
Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. My friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor, whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering storewide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas or take up to 12 months to pay interest-free with approved credit. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood in front of J.C. Penney. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right Right now, there's a a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Rumors continue to swirl about the possibility of a special session on medical marijuana. Senator Chuck Younger supports it, but says it needs to be highly regulated. If somebody's retired and they've got hurt aches and bones and they're retired, they're not working in a factory, if they get a prescription from their doctor... By all means, let them have medical marijuana. Lawmakers plan to tax it at 7%, but Younger thinks it should be at least 10%. He did say they included an opt-out for municipalities that do not want to participate. And a 27-year-old Natchez man allegedly slipped from a pier at a state park in Adams County Saturday and died. The victim has been identified as 27-year-old Eric Miner. A woman who was with Miner called authorities after the accident. She said she jumped in and tried to save him, but her efforts were unsuccessful. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Get ready for the Mighty Roots Music Festival, October 1st and 2nd on historic Stovall Farms in Clarksdale, Mississippi, presented by Wade Incorporated. Musical appearances by Deer Tick, Keller Williams, Mystic Bowie's Talking Dreads, Radney Foster, and more. Campsites available, food trucks, vendors, and late night music till 2 a.m. 
For tickets and more information, MightyRootsMusicFestival.com. Sponsored by Visit Mississippi and Visit Clarksdale. Come on and make your plans to spend the weekend with us at Mighty Roots Music Festival. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details. And don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. In a world full of noise, the latest news. Finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Welcome back, everyone. Middays. So police are responding to a shooting at Heritage High School in Newport News. Students are being evacuated presently. That is all the information we have on that. And I'm looking at news from the uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, It's Norfolk, Virginia television station, actually. And that, I mean, literally is 30 minutes old. And it says students were being evacuated and sent to the school's tennis courts. Authorities say parents can meet their children there. Hmm. It's uh, just mind-boggling. Evidently, shots were fired adjacent to the high school is what they're saying. So... Well, I take it back. That is a little bit older story for same, same network. Yeah, so 30 minutes ago. Hmm. Actually, the other story is from two days ago. Shots fired in area adjacent to Hermitage High School moments after a football game. Oh, man. Why are people playing shoot 'em up around high schools? Several people on the ceasefire text line pointing out that France had a deal with Australia, yeah. and that's what angered them. If I'm not mistaken, yes, France had a deal, but the deal was involving China, because if you remember when the U.S. and China were in our tariff war of 2019, <clears throat> France signed a bunch of mega trade deals with China that included modernizing Chinese factories with euros from France, shipbuilding facilities, and I'm pretty sure that was what was a part of all that with Australia and France. Yeah. 
But here's the deal. If they truly had an enforceable contract, well, then go enforce the contract. I mean, I think that's where the U.S. got the foot in the door was China said they're not going to send any more, if anything, to Australia, and that's where they were going to get the boats from France. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm saying if France has a grievance about that, they shouldn't blame the U.S. I, I mean, again, if you have an enforceable contract, well, seek a remedy, a legal remedy for that. It's, it's the way it works. Anyhow, I ain't that worried about the French getting bent out of shape and pulling their ambassadors. Speaking of fair share... I'm still waiting for the duel of honor after the guy slapped the French president. Exactly. Uh, I was just speaking, uh, thinking about fair share. One of the things that's always aggravated me is how this country bears both the financial burden and, of course, the the military burden of protecting that continent. Let's be honest about it. When you look at what they invest in their own military and their own defense, I'm fairly convinced that without our presence, without our military might, I think Europe would succumb. I mean, I really do. They, they, have, they have chosen to invest considerably more of their GDP in social welfare programs in a teeny tiny fraction of it, way less than we do on defense. Remember, Trump called him out on that big time. So he ain't doing it anymore. This president, of course, he's so worried about somebody not liking him. Now he's got France all pissed off at him. So. Meanwhile, we're, what, 19 days since we left Americans in Afghanistan? Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. Uh, and you're not hearing... A lot about that, the exception being the drone strike. Of course, Millie, he's under fire. And that still needs to be more thoroughly investigated. I still think the guy ought to resign. And he's under fire not only for his handling of Afghanistan, but for this phone call that's being reported that he made where ultimately he was usurping the commander-in-chief and cutting a deal with Pelosi. In speaking to his counterparts in China, I just want to let you know I, I won't let the president drop a nuclear bomb on you. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it's inappropriate. Of course, this is the same guy. We called him out several months ago for his insistence that white rage was the biggest threat to defense of our nation. Then why haven't they done anything about it since 2012? Because that's the earliest mention I could find. That's right. Of white supremacy being a problem in the military. And I how think, have they not done anything in nine years? Under I, three different presidents now. What is it exactly? Will somebody define it for me? I mean, define it in the context and how it manifests itself in the military. I've yet to find anybody serving in the military that said, "Yeah, that's a big problem." I haven't found anybody. This is all just a political ruse, in my view. So, you know, our our friend that handles Meet the Press, as Rush used to call him, Meet the Depressed. 
every Sunday. Chuck Todd. Wow. Even he said yesterday that the president appears to be facing down, quote, pretty big credibility crisis, end quote. Chuck Todd. That guy's a shill for the Democrat Party. He sure did. He said, well, the other blow, by the way, we didn't mention, Rhino, was the FDA's announcement recommending COVID booster shots for only those at high risk or over 65. He wanted to he wanted everybody to boost up by September, did Biden. So the FDA handed him a bit of a blow as well. So you got the FDA, the Senate parliamentarian, what does he do? Go to the beach. It is insane to think about that. And and so Todd and and uh a guest he had, trying to figure out who that guest was. Anyhow, in that discussion, I saw it yesterday, said, how is the White House managing all this, and what do you expect to hear from the president at the U.N.? He's going to be there tomorrow. I think they're talking about climate change, of course. Says, I think he's got a pretty big credibility crisis on his hands because all of these problems in some ways, showed up after he said something basically the exact opposite. That's from Chuck Todd. So he's acknowledging that this guy's just out in left field and he's lying. And here's what you know about prolific liars. They really don't know the difference between the truth and lies. That's when you've got a habitual prolific liar. I think that accurately describes Biden. What you got? I got the audio from uh, from Chuck Todd's conversation. Good. So here we go. Chuck, good morning. It's good to see you. So we can talk about the border crisis. We can talk about the period of about one hour on Friday where we learned mm-hmm. that the drone strike that had been touted as an attack and a victory over ISIS actually killed a group of civilians, including seven children. France recalling its ambassadors from uh, from Washington because of that nuclear deal they were cut out of between the United States and the UK and Australia, and also the COVID booster news that all came on Friday. How is the White House managing all this, and what do you expect to hear from the president at the UN on Tuesday? Well, look, I think he's got a a, a pretty big uh, credibility crisis on his hands because all of these problems, in some ways, showed up after he said something basically the exact opposite. Afghanistan withdrawal wasn't going to be messy. This wasn't going to look like Saigon. Uh, the booster shots, he came out and he essentially said eight months and even indicated maybe we should start it as soon as five months. Now we're not sure if anybody under 65 is going to get a booster shot. Uh, so, you know, he's had, and of course the border has been you know, whether this, you could, we can talk about the border problems. You could say there's years in the making. But it's pretty clear we have a bigger problem now than we've had in years. Duh. We nailed it. So now you got these traditional homies that just don't deviate, waver, but rather defend. Usually that's what they're doing, defending and spinning and, oh, look over here, deflecting, projecting. That's the other big one you get. Distracting. What happened here? Trouble in paradise? Sure sounds like it. 
Now, Darren in Jackson says Biden is about to step down. That was all by design. I totally disagree, Darren. I think Biden will serve out and he will run again. That's my opinion. He's not about to step down. That would be disastrous for the Democrat Party. They won't let him. If they have to roll him in there on a stretcher, he ain't stepping down. Rush also called him up Chuck Todd. He sure did. We'll step aside. We'll take a break right here. Don't forget, Mississippi Outdoors Radio is on the show at 12.05. Stay with us. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. When you experience the Sanderson Farms Championship, it's not just a good time, it's a great way to give back. Proceeds from the championship are donated to Mississippi's only children's hospital to support the nearly 180,000 patient visits at Children's of Mississippi each year. Last year, over $1.4 million were raised to go toward the completion of a much-needed children's hospital expansion. So join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship, September 27th through October 3rd at the Country Club of Jackson. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESI supply.net. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Keeping weeds out of the combine at harvest. Don't let your combine turn a weed patch into a field-wide problem next year or contaminate your grain. Manage those weeds before the harvest whenever possible. Those scraggly winter hemp plants or that patch of ragweed poking above your soybeans might not look like much right now, but your combine is the perfect machine to help them realize their potential. Combines are just really, really good weed seed spreaders. According to Jerry Goplin, an extension crops educator at the University of Minnesota, he says weeds, and especially herbicide-resistant populations, are a lot easier to manage in small areas within the field or on a fence line as opposed to spread across a field. Anything you can do to prevent a few of those weed seeds spreading over an entire field, he says, is worth it. Even the weed seed in the hopper can be problematic. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Compromise is nice. 
if you're at the playground or scouring yard sales. But farmers know better that middle grounds have no winner. That's why there's Revitech fungicide, fast-acting and long-lasting, preventative and curative, disease control and stress reduction. So leave the settling to little Tommy at the seesaw, an old bargain bill, and take your full prize in yields with Revitech fungicide for uncompromised performance. Always read and follow label directions. What is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation's Child Saver Program? Well, sadly, car accidents are the leading cause of death for children under five. Mississippi law requires children under the age of four to be protected by child passenger restraint devices and children under the age of seven in a booster seat. With the Child Saver Program, Farm Bureau provides members the chance to order car and booster seats at a discount. Because when Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone middays here on this monday kicking off your week gerard and rhino in the studio mississippi wildlife uh excuse me mississippi outdoors radio coming up next with the wildlife uh, panel uh well rhino sent me a, an interesting tweet from grover norquist you may recall we had grover on uh, the program had him on a couple of times always enjoy having grover he is the President, CEO of Americans for Tax Reform, I believe, is the organization with which he is. He's a national figure. He's a, a, a an analyst that you uh, uh, and an advocate for lower taxes. You see him on the national news. Anyhow, he he tweeted this. This looks like just a half an hour or so ago, right? It says Americans are smarter than their government. Sixty-eight percent of voters believe that federal government attempts to manage the economy generally do more harm than good. Twenty percent disagree, and twelve percent are not sure. That from Scott Rasmussen polling, which I've always felt is is uh, arguably the most reliable, accurate polling organization out there. They, they, if you watched, uh, certainly as I did. The 8, the 12, the 16, the 20 presidential cycles, where there's always lots of of uh, dispute, I guess, over and contention over the accuracy of polls. Man, he was dead on. I mean, down to the county level. So he's pretty good at that. Anyhow, this is good news. This is good news. Now, I shared with Rhino off the air, I think had this poll been conducted let's say, pre-the-2020 election, 
I don't think the outcome would have been the same. I think you'd have a far greater number of people in this country that say, yeah, we need more government, more central planning of the economy. Here's what I believe is driving this. People are getting hit in the pocketbook, man. Everything. And when they see the cost of the necessities of life and anything and everything... But but if you take out beef, pork, and chicken, those increases are historically normal. Horse hockey. <laughs> I saw that tongue-in-cheek. That's what they want us to believe. Maybe this goes back to Chuck Todd, who said, you know, everything he says just doesn't really work that way. Uh, as he, he specifically quoted, Afghanistan withdrawal wasn't going to be messy. That's what the president said. No, it won't be another Saigon. No, I don't support vaccine mandates. He just lies habitually. I saw an article where he even told a story about a job that he had that he didn't really have, like in a mill or something. Did you see that? (laughs) Why does he lie about that? He lied about the congressional baseball game, as if there are no scorebooks for stuff like that. And when you, as a leader, an essential ingredient, element, of getting people to follow you. That's what leaders do. You you persuade those whom you lead. Get on board. Follow. Let's move forward pursuing a common objective. We all benefit from that. What is essential to that? you got to tell the truth. you just got to. And he just doesn't. And when you don't, people doubt you in anything and everything you attempt to do, they dismiss. Well, where where's the untruth in that narrative, in that message, in that goal? And so when he stands up in front of the country last week and absolutely just scorns and scolds the most successful in society, we got to get those corporations and those successful people Man, you ought to be praising. And how silly is it that the Democrats, led by Joe, talk about all those who benefited financially, economically, from the pandemic, and therefore we got to go tear them down and tax them and confiscate? It's just unfair that those people, those companies benefited. Dude, it's because of your policies. You shut the economy down. You ran small businesses out of business. You opened the door up for all these companies that now you're railing against. It's you. It's so easy to figure out. But unfortunately, a lot of the rank and file in this country and those who vote don't see it. But they're waking up because everything they buy is costing more money. They're figuring it out. And like it or not, they can try to spin it all day long. The president gets the blame for it. We're out of time here an hour or two. We'll take a break with the news coming your way. Mississippi Outdoors Radio coming up next.
listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. News. I'm Lillian Wu. The U.S. is easing up on some restrictions against foreign travelers flying to the U.S. Starting in early November, all foreign nationals will be required to show proof of vaccination and a negative coronavirus test before entering the United States. White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Jeff Seintz. This new system allows us to implement strict protocols to prevent the spread of COVID from passengers internationally. Fully vaccinated travelers will no longer need to quarantine. The policy does not apply to border crossings by land. Fox is Rachel Sutherland. The administration also tightening rules for unvaccinated citizens returning home. And a shooting this morning leaves a Houston police officer dead, another hurt. The 31-year-old man officers were reportedly attempting to arrest has also died. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Ever feel like making an appointment with your doctor takes a lot of time, only to feel rushed through the actual appointment? Avoid the hassle at Capital Ortho, where our board-certified, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons are waiting to treat you immediately with one-on-one professional and personal patient care. Both you and your time matter to the staff at Capital Ortho. To schedule your same-day appointment, call 601-987-8200 or visit CapitalOrtho.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi's COVID-19 cases appear to be going down. Over a three-day period from Friday through Sunday, 2,687 COVID cases are being reported with 56 additional deaths. 23 deaths occurred between September 10th and 18th. 33 occurred between July 22nd and September 13th. Those were identified from death certificate reports. And one state leader shared with Paul Gallo last week that he has not received the COVID vaccine. During an interview on Supertalk Mississippi, Secretary of State Michael Watson explained why. We're studying. Um, you know, we, we, we've talked to our doctors and we've got a couple of, of different opinions from different doctors. So uh, we'll, our right. children had had some reactions to vaccines early on and we're, we're a little concerned with that. Watson says getting the vaccine is still a personal decision. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. I'm Jerry Race. When I hear what COVID is doing to the people of Mississippi, it makes me sad. But you and I, we fought too hard in life to not fight this together. The good news, this is really simple. If you want to stay healthy, get vaccinated. If you want to stay out of the hospital, get vaccinated. It's easy and it works. Let's win this together, Mississippi. Get vaccinated. Sponsored by Delta Health Alliance. Go to getyourshotms.org. 
Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. The workforce participation rate in Mississippi is 56%, the second lowest in the country. Senator Daniel Sparks sees that as an area that needs improvement if we're going to get more Mississippians insured. And I believe some of the work that's been done over the last several years that has brought good industry to the state of Mississippi, and I think we'll continue to see that, will bring good benefits as well. And the people uh, that we can have on the workforce role. And one of the main responsibilities of the Mississippi Forestry Commission is to put out wildfires across the state. State Forester Russell Bozeman says there are more wildfires in Mississippi than you might think. We have a lot of wildfire in the state. You know, we, we actually, this past fiscal year, had a little over 19,000 acres burned. Recently, the commission also sent a team of wildland firefighters to assist with wildfire suppression efforts in California. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Mississippi Outdoors Radio on Middays. In the studio, Major Chris Reed from Law Enforcement. Of course, Adam Butler, Wildlife Biologist. And Stan Priest, Deer Management Assistance Program Coordinator. So we were just chatting a little bit about football. We don't need to chat anymore about football, (laughs) Gerard. A lot to talk about. Uh, I guess it's probably split. Halfway across the state, some people That's are, true. are having a good there's, day. Yeah, there's looking forward with optimism. Probably good news, folks. Who want to talk about it? We're <laughs> looking back to July, June time frame, and not mm. wanting to, and looking ahead to April. 
Yeah, I think you're right about that. All right, so the <laughs> moving the, right along. The hunting, moving right along. We got to talk about hunting. The hunting yeah. calendar. It's, is, it's uh, we're, we're right there on it. Yeah, you know, the dynamic. Good, time, good seasons. Yep. What do we got going on? Youth squirrel season. Youth squirrel. So yep. Uh, youth squirrel opens this weekend. Um, you know, the, over the years. The the department's done a lot of things to try to open up more youth activity and get the the youngsters in the woods when when um, they can have kind of that time first shot at it. I guess not to themselves, but to their time right. with their parent or guardian. So that that opens this weekend, uh, and then you know we're uh, less than two weeks out from hmm. deer season. Hard to believe At least the archery portion of deer season. It is. It's kind of hard season. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. Well, not for everybody, but for probably most. That's right. Most. And we're winding down gator season, right? Yep, today it, was it, it. It wound down. It wound down. 6 a.m. Yep. This morning. 6 a.m. Okay. Yep. It's This was it. So and we talked about that some last week, of course. But if how, you didn't so get your gator, go? it's too late. Too late. How did that go this year? Um, you know, I did not get the final, the final tally. I know, you know, talking with ricky the numbers he had in uh a week ago we were you know kind of um not not exactly where we would normally be down a little bit but but given hurricane and stuff like that that happened during the public water season it sort of all made sense i don't know that he necessarily has a real good feel at this moment for the the private land season which is what closed at uh six this morning but but you know um plenty of gators they're they're doing well that's amazing. Yep. So, um, archery opens uh, October first, and then also the regular squirrel season with that, and raccoon season. Another one of those hmm. openers on there. That's that's one of those hunting traditions that I think has waned a lot over the years. You talk to a, it a lot to of folks about back in the day. A lot of raccoon very hunting. important. There is mm-hmm. a bunch of regulations in this state really? pertaining to raccoons. Really? Yeah. Is, is, what is that? Is I have no idea, Jordan. I'm not. A, I'm not ashamed to say I don't know. <laughs> well, but it's a lot it's of okay. stuff, man. It's a lot of regulations. A lot of stuff stipulated throughout the statute. It was obviously something um, well important <clears throat> historically. Big, big tradition there, you know, the whole with the hounds and yeah. and you know that that that's it's it's really a a, a, a culture onto its own. Mm-hmm. You know, a hunting tradition onto its own. But it is yeah, that, one that's not nearly as popular today as it would have been, you know, 50 years ago. I think 50 years ago that that was common for people to participate in, not hmm. so much today. Hmm. And that's what I was going to say, the the hound aspect of it. You know, raccoon hunting is pretty much a year-round sport. So the regulations, yeah. I think, come in to when right. you can harvest them and uh-huh. is it for food or sport or right. whatever. And, and there are certain times, I think, during the turkey season that they can mm-hmm. So yeah, Correct. but it but it's basically a year round sport uh, if you're into the mm. coon hunting. I'll be darn. I've what? never been myself. It's always one of those I've always wanted to do it, but I never have. I, I had a friend growing up, and we we did a good bit of it, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's fun. Hmm. And you go and you chase the hounds. <laughs> and At they treat the coon. Ba- you basically sit in the truck and just talk, and you listen to the hounds when they strike, and then you wait and. When they tree, you say, you know, you go in there to the tree and shine up there and look at it. And if it's season, you can shoot them out. If not, you 
Grab your dog. You and grab your dog. Say good job and go find another one. You know, say I, I'll just go ahead and say that that doesn't seem interesting to me. <laughs> well, I only see them at night, so finding them during the day must be particularly difficult, challenging. Yeah, it's, it's primarily challenging. Yeah, it's it's right. I think it's got a lot a nighttime sport. Since, okay. since, yeah. since we've become relying on corn feeders around here, they're pretty easy to see now. But they'll come down and. Uh, sit around and on their haunches and eat out of feeders and stuff they've become a little more lazy what what was always interesting to me is you go with somebody that's got dogs or whatever and they can tell the difference in their bark that dog is treed and it just sounds like a dog barking to me right like that dog is treed and they'll they'll say well and that's betty Betty's, yeah, Betty's got him treed. Yeah, that's like, right. They what, know, what you know, there can be four dogs out there, and they they'll all know, know each one of the boys, yeah, and crazy. they'll know if they're on, you know, trailing the coon or actually treeing the coon. So well, I, I'll have to say, I have actually, I can contribute to this conversation. Oh, here we go. It's in my backyard. Here so, we go. Where my lab has, has uh-huh. treed a coon. And, you know, we'll see him kind of hopping around underneath the pine tree or even a, a, a hardwood. And it, it it is a different sort of bark. You can yeah. kind of tell, and and you figure, well, there's another, there's an animal in there. And sure enough, it's a coon. Yep. They love to tree them, don't they? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it's just in their blood. It's their instinct. Yep. So yeah. you know, we're 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 on it. It's fall. I guess it's, it is. No, today is it today? Wednesday. Or is it Wednesday. Wednesday is official kickoff. Of Come on, the twenty. I was thinking either the twenty the or twenty second. Autumnal equinox, right? There it's an go. important day for the outdoorsman. It is favorite time of the year it is it's good it's uh the wife brought some candy corn home yesterday <laughs> you know that was that just kind of it's like kind of sets it off it's here like you got bow season coming up uh i haven't taken my archery tackle out to the practice field as i should have up to this point um but you know it's coming it's close so one question I do have uh, for you, Major, is the gator season that you just you just told us wound down this morning at 6 a.m. Uneventful, hopefully, from an accident perspective or a yep. law enforcement perspective? Yeah, it was um, uneventful. It was, um, you know, there was a few citations here and there, but, um, you know, most of the people now that that partake in alligator season, they know the regulations that are set forth in that. In, they know that the officers are out there enforcing those regulations, you know, to the book, and so they they don't want to, you know, run into anything. And they do they do a good job of following along and and doing what is required by the state. And uh, we didn't have any instances, so that was good. I think that's true, you know, and that's credit to the officers and everybody's been involved with the alligator season since its inception. It from the get go, it was you know made a point that. Mm-hmm. Not taking any slack on any of this, mm-hmm. and I think people know that that they they can't re- get away with anything on the gator stuff, and so yeah. it it cuts down on a lot of what could otherwise be illegal activity. Mm-hmm. I assume you're using high powered rifles to hunt gator. Is that true? No, no. Okay, um, okay. Well, you can do that on private there. lands. Okay, uh, but on public waters, it's restricted more. So you know, because you have to secure the alligator and bring it to the side of the boat before you dispatch it, and uh, it's twenty uh, two. Okay. Uh, shotgun. 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 Six really? shot. Yeah. Wow. And it's right there. So you got to be relatively close. You know, because it's public waters and there's people I out got there. You. Well, that's why I asked the question about mm-hmm. the whether or not we had any accidents and so forth. Because yeah. I, 
just seems like there's a, a, a lot of things if at we play that could cause accidents. You th- powered rifles I, and I, right. I see what you're getting at, Gerard. I mean, you would think, you know, given all the, I mean, it's alligators. Yeah, and they're big. Yeah, and they're they're sort of violent. You know, with don't the turning and the flipping and right. the splashing and, the, you know, and then you right. you're in a boat. It's at night. Yeah, there's there's a lot of yep. things that can't go wrong. But again, I think that's just credit to. Um, to Ricky Flint and to all the conservation mm-hmm. officers sure. over the years, not just from the enforcing the law side of it, but all the effort that's been put into kind of the training and making sure people are sort of understand the safe procedures of how to restrain the gator and yeah. you know, all that. I mean, it, it, it's 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 a really good uh, success story in how to implement something. Well, and and I'm pleased to hear. I just I mm-hmm. wanted to know because I, I wanted our audience to, to know as well. But it's it's good to hear that we didn't have anything. So. What is amazing is how we keep rolling in, rolling one out, rolling the new one in, right? With the we're blessed. Season. We're we're blessed in Mississippi to have an abundance of outdoor opportunities. There'll be something going on between now and February. Hey, wait a minute now, you're forgetting the best. Now in May, Chris. I mean, we got March, April, and May. Turkey, turkey. Well, yeah, I mean, you tur- yeah. the turkey hunters. We've talked about this before. There's some people get a little bit of a break Ooh, in February. Catch a There's breath. some serious yeah. folks. But you know, it, it, we are blessed. If you look at other states, um, you know, it, it is living here in Mississippi. We have a lot more outdoor opportunities compared to a lot of the rest of the country. A lot more hunting and fishing, and, and I think we should all be happy with that. Gotcha. It's a blessing. I got some questions here on the ceasefire text line we'll get to when we come back. We're up against a break right here. Stay with us. Mississippi Outdoors Radio was on middays with Gerard Gibbard. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right Right now, there's there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. 
Rogers Dabbs Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabbs Fleet. Call the Rogers Dabbs Business Elite Fleet Team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabbs.com. Rogers Dabbs Chevrolet. Find new roads. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Pediatric care is more than treating a child when they are sick. It is a health care journey from infancy to adolescence. Dr. Katherine Philippi, pediatrician at Trust Care Kids in Madison. We build lasting relationships with parents based on trust. From pediatric primary care and well-child checkups to after-hours visits, our specialists provide quality care, usually within an hour, so that your child will feel better faster. To schedule an appointment, visit TrustCareHealth.com and click Trust Care Kids. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. How they turn that song into heavy metal. Wow. (laughs) That's George Michael and Wham, of course, Andrew Ridley, that originally recorded the song. We are back on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. All right, so we're supposed to talk about uh, the Great Flood. Of nineteen, we need to talk about the great the great flood of nineteen because <laughs> uh, it's well. I don't want to steal too much of Stan's thunder here, but yeah. it, it really is a real interesting case study in deer management. Okay. You know, just to to recap, had a really big flood in twenty nineteen. Flooded for what eight months? Better part of eight months down there. It um, didn't. It didn't get out of there till about August, yeah, September. Right. And I think what you know was kind of unique about it is kind of that perfect storm the mississippi river was flooding so all the deer that normally just cross over the levee to go into the south delta yep you know it had rained so much that south delta was flooded so these deer basically got trapped you know on the levee or just very few spots so it 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 killed a lot of yeah and at the time i mean very you know really really tragic situation i mean no no doubt about it deer populations in that part of the state took a huge hit um we did a lot of stuff to sort of monitor that at the time did a lot of levy surveys and spotlight surveys and and different things yeah we we were 
riding the levees weekly, you know, doing uh, counting deer, live deer, obviously, and counting deer that mm-hmm. that succumb to it and whatnot. So yeah, it uh, it was a big deal, and it it uh, created a lot of. Uh, you know, problems for the wildlife, and, and like I said, it, it killed a lot of them. But, so, Stan, but, how do you monitor? What what I mean specifically, what do you do to monitor that? Well, we were just what we were doing. We were just riding transects, okay. and we were just counting how many just deer observing. we saw. Observing, of course, we were writing them down, yeah. and then if we saw one that was dead, we would you know go gotcha. and uh, you know mark it and denote it, and then go back the next week and see you know how many additional ones we had and and what those numbers were looking like and this was basically just riding down the levee because as, as it was happening as it was time. happening this you. is where the deer this is the only place they had yeah and it was a lot of deer pushed up on the levees so we were trying just to monitor them and see how they you know were going to survive it if they did and how many they and and know. then since then we or initially thereafter we started a, a camera survey a big large-scale camera survey yeah, that we've been able to follow yeah, up upon. Yeah, that's right as soon as the waters went down and we got a lot of the big landowners and and on uh you know our public wma areas and did a big camera survey to uh, see what the population looked like and and they were down there's no if and or buts about it the population was way down uh, the fawn crop was non-existent that year obviously but we've kept those camera surveys going you know last year and and again this year and it's been pretty amazing to see how quickly that uh area uh from the deer herd perspective has rebounded and and jumped back up and Hmm. uh, i think the the most interesting part of it is the population has not gotten back up to where it was, which we think is a good thing because I think it was a few too many deer there. But the quality of the deer that are showing up last year in the harvest and, and again this year on cameras and whatnot has been pretty pretty impressive. Now, you, you told me uh, earlier this morning a, a specific kind of talking point from from a club you knew of in the south delta that i thought was just amazing yeah there was a club uh in the south delta right in the heart of where this flooding took place and they'd been on a uh hunting this property since the 89 90 season Hmm. been on deer management program uh you know quality buck management program and from 89 90 until 2019 when the flood came he told me they had killed five bucks that grossed 150 inches. Hmm. Uh, this past hunting season, the 2020-21 hmm. hunting season, they killed five in that one year. So they killed more in this past hunting season than they had killed in their whole entire uh, time of hunting in in the Delta. So, and and a lot of other clubs have said the exact same thing. So, yeah, we didn't kill quite as many deer as we normally kill buck wise but we kill some really good ones no doubt so it's really i mean it you know it's tragic that the flood happened but it's really enacted sort of deer management 101 you know you bring that deer herd down and all of a sudden you got more groceries for the ones that remain and over there given how fertile everything is and how you know how rich the dirt is you see results almost immediately in the quality year or two yeah and the age the quality of the deer just that's well that that's right that's another good point you know yeah. because of the the hunting situation it's probably allowed a few more to get older right. than they might because right. there was a that's reduced right. bag limit over there mm-hmm. due right. to the flooding that's great which allowed 
bucks to live another year. And and that was a case when I was in the Delta along the river, the Mississippi River, and you'd see floods that back in 2015 or or ish. <laughs> when we would close the season down early because of the Mississippi River levels and deer would get another year they would they would get another year to grow and they'd come back and there was really successful quality harvest a year or two years after those flood events so we have a, a question here on the ceasefire text line wanted to know if uh, there is some sort of prescribed formula for the deer population that uh, that I guess that is managed to, the population is managed to. They said, uh, is it uh, like so many deer per acre or there's a ratio? Or how does that work, Stan? Um, to kind of go back to the first uh, uh, part of that question is Mississippi State is actually doing a research uh, project right now in the South Delta with camera surveys trying to get a better idea of how to get deer densities or a more accurate uh, number for deer densities in the South Delta. So that's kind of, there are some things going on to try to get uh, a little finer tuned on getting deer densities in the South Delta. But, uh, you know, there's really no set number of what an area needs as far as you know trying to keep it. you want your uh the deer herd to be below carrying capacity whether that's a deer per 10 acres or a deer per, per six acres it's going to depend on a little bit uh you know the habitat that you're in and whatnot sure. which the south delta is some very good habitat so you would want uh you know your you know in that deer per 10 acre range would would be a good you know rule of thumb we always have questions about chronic wasting disease, CWD. How are we looking there? That's kind of interesting, um, kind of going back to what Adam said about, you know, the, the 2019 flood, you know, was kind of a blessing uh, in disguise as far as the deer management and buck management goes. It, it also may have helped us with uh, the chronic wasting disease. You know, lower deer herds is always better uh, to try to, keep the spread of cwd from from getting any worse so that lower population level probably helped us in that regard because uh issaquina county which is right in the heart of the south delta where we're talking is where we found the very first case in Mm. february of 2018 and then another one was found in issaquina county Mm. the following hunting season but we have now gone since the flood we've had the 2019 season uh and then the past hunting season without any uh, detections in that area, so uh, that's that's a good thing. Yeah. What um, what sort of response has the agency made the last couple of years with respect to CWD? I know you have the program where the the hunters can track that, right, and uh, provide uh, carcasses and so forth, right? How they do that? How do they deposit that? Yes, uh, we we set up one of the main ways we get samples is from hunter harvested deer. Yeah, and we give uh, them several opportunities. One is uh, we set up drop off freezer locations throughout the state. I think we have fifty one um, available this hunting season for people to come. They can drop off a deer head, put it in the freezer. Uh, we come by and check those weekly and, and send those samples in to get them tested. So there, uh, also we work with taxidermists a lot. Uh, taxidermists get a lot of 
older age class bucks, which uh, bucks tend to get CWD more so than does, and older bucks tend to have it more so than does. So taxidermists are a real uh, asset to us trying to get some samples from the older age class bucks. Gotcha. It's time for a break here on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. When we come back, uh, we want to touch a little bit on how the hunters can get ready for the upcoming deer season. Stay with us. We will return. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 87. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 72. Tuesday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 89. Tuesday evening, a 60% chance of rain, low around 64. And for your Wednesday, sunny skies, high near 78. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Morgenstown has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. The Waterford and Ridgeland understands that during this pandemic, choosing the right retirement community is more important than ever. Not only do our residents enjoy exceptional services, but also the peace of mind that comes from knowing their health and safety are our number one priority. With safety in mind, our families are able to engage with loved ones during this pandemic, not disconnect. The Waterford offers spacious studios, one- and two-bedroom apartments. Come see why more people are making the safe step to retirement living at the Waterford today. Call us at 601-856-6131. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop, and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton, Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. 
That's ClintonBodyShop.com. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi's COVID-19 cases appear to be going down. Over a three-day period from Friday through Sunday, 2,687 COVID cases are being reported with 56 additional deaths. 23 deaths occurred between September 10th and 18th. 33 occurred between July 22nd and September 13th. Those were identified from death certificate reports. And one state leader shared with Paul Gallo last week that he has not received the COVID vaccine. During an interview on Supertalk Mississippi, Secretary of State Michael Watson explained why. We're studying. Um, you know, we, we, we've talked to our doctors and we've got a couple of, of different opinions from different doctors. So uh, our right. children had had some reactions to vaccines early on and we're, we're a little concerned with that. Watson says getting the vaccine is still a personal decision. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. We're the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation offices. Farm Bureau is a grassroots organization with county offices serving all 82 counties. From Adams to Yazoo and every county in between, we have local county boards affecting change all across Mississippi. And every Farm Bureau employee is working to improve the quality of life for everyone in the state. When Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo, every single morning from 6 to 9, Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm. Is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Mississippi Outdoors Radio on Middays each week. We feature one of Mississippi's state parks this week. It's Hugh White State Park, located on scenic Grenada Lake. Hugh White State Park offers the finest outdoor recreation amenities available, all nestled in a setting unmatched in natural beauty. Hugh White is centrally located between Memphis, Tennessee and Jackson, Mississippi. This park offers fishing, golf, picnicking, a meeting room, hiking, a playground, water skiing, and camping in one of their 12 cabins and 163 RV campsites. 
Hugh White is one of several parks participating in the MDWFP Hunters Special for lodging beginning October 1st. For more information and a list of participating parks, visit our website at www.mdwfp.com. You can make a reservation by visiting the website or calling 1-800-467-2757, or you can call the park direct at 662-226-4934. Don't forget, you can purchase an annual park permit for $50, and that gives you access to all the state parks for a year. Luis Carrero is the manager. That's Hugh White State Park in Grenada, Mississippi. All right, so we uh, wanted to talk a little bit more about CWD, right? Uh, yes, I was just going to mention a couple of changes uh, for this upcoming hunting season. Uh, one is you are or will be able this year to take a head from a CWD management zone to a taxidermist. If that taxidermist is working with us and uh, there are some stipulations, they have to get a number from the taxidermist. They have to call the taxidermist, get a number to put with their head, and then they can take that head from a CWD management zone uh, to the taxidermist. And it has to be done within five days of getting that CWD number from the participating taxidermist. Uh, the other change is this year uh, we're allowing bone-in leg quarters, uh, whereas in the past you had to debone completely hmm. the meat uh, this year uh, to kind of help the hunters out, uh, just a little easier to uh, debone, uh, I-, I mean to cut them in quarters and put them in your ice chest and, and take them you know, out of the zone. Yeah. So that's no, it's that's basically that's the- in response to knowing that if if you're going to spread it that way, it's mostly coming from the, the, the central nervous cold, center. That's yeah, right. The, that's right. The, yeah. It's it's very, very limited uh, chance that it can be spread through the, the bones of the leg quarters. Is that just for in-state transport? No, people coming is, from out-of-state still it's, have it's to in-state. That's correct. Yep. And, and anybody that's coming from out-of-state, you know, is still... A good idea to check all of those states that you'll be traveling through to make sure that you know their transport regulations. Because most states in this area in, have tr- certain transport regulations that you got to adhere to. And yeah, I think most of them you about have to have uh, yeah. deboned meat yeah. to go through yeah. any state. What does uh, what does the department do with respect to combating CWD? Uh. We've actually just updated our management plan, so it it goes more from monitoring the CWD to actually uh, trying to manage it. So it's it's just now uh, been updated to to kind of get some idea uh, to show what we're doing as far as managing the disease. Uh, there's some wording in there about when an area can uh, potentially come out of a CWD management zone if there's been no detections for a certain number of time. It's a formula set up based on how far a county is from a known positive and those sorts of things. So uh, it it's a lot of uh, new information about how to manage the disease that, that's in this new plan that we've just come out with. And, and we continue, as, as I'd mentioned, uh, 
earlier about getting the hunter harvested deer to sample, you know, for for the disease, we've averaged about eight thousand samples a year. Hmm. Uh, that so, and that's statewide. And hopefully this year we can beef that up a little bit with new taxidermists coming on board and and this new program. So hopefully we can even bump those numbers up. But there's a lot of sampling that's being done statewide uh, to try to be sure we're monitoring and catching it as soon as we can and as quickly as we can. And I, and I, I just want to say, you know. That's, it's been a, just a Herculean effort on the part of our staff. I know that 8,000, you know, it, it, for those who don't really understand what all goes into that and appreciate just how much time and effort, you know, that accounts for, it, it's really unbelievable in terms of the scale of what our folks have accomplished in getting those those samples. And also um, a, a kudos to the hunters who have helped us in that because yeah. unlike other states, we've, you know, other than just a little bit in the very beginning, we've not gone out and collected deer. We've relied on hunters to bring those deer to us. Um, and so it's, you know, a two-way street on that. But uh, I agree. And I'll, I'll kind of add on to what Adam said about the – Herculean effort of getting the samples and and getting them all to the lab in Pearl, the MSU Diagnostic Lab in Pearl, and how quickly they get those samples turned around and get the results back to the hunters. It's it's pretty amazing that uh, you know sometimes it's earlier than a week, but by the majority of them in 10 days the hunter has his results back from his deer that he dropped off in a freezer you know wherever it may be uh, most states you know their hunters they may be three or four weeks before they actually know if their deer you know tested positive or not so it's it's a, a quick turnaround no doubt about it <clears throat> do you receive and, and consume information from other states that might give you a heads up or a warning about the outbreak here oh absolutely i mean i i think you know again i'm speaking a little out of turn in it kind of as the turkey biologist i'm not as directly involved with that but our our staff stan uh, our deer coordinator william mckinley our wildlife chief russ walsh and amy blaylock you know we, we're in contact with folks not just all across the country but really internationally i mean cwd is a a really really important disease um of more than just white-tailed deer and so there's a lot of people all around the globe all around the globe i'm sorry that are working on it and you know we're we're talking back and forth with with all of those folks um so it you know it's definitely not something where we've just sort of been siloed into our own little echo chamber on that we're getting feedback from a lot of other states that have that are further along in this process than we are and you know can tell us what works and what doesn't work and then also you know there's a lot of research going on both here in mississippi and you know nationally and internationally that we're we're on the you know on the forefront of getting information back for them. so related question on the ceasefire text line one uh, this listener wanted to know if uh, the agency has looked into a link between CWD and manufactured corn that folks are using, I guess, for their food, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess what they're getting at there. I you know I don't, I don't know that there's a link between the disease itself, the prion that causes CWD, and corn. But the issue with corn and with feeding in general with CWD is just like anything. Anytime you're concentrating animals. 
the likelihood of them passing the disease between one another. So if you've got an infected animal that comes to a feeder or a feed site, the likelihood that it passes it to another individual is much, much greater if they're concentrated right there nose to nose with one another sharing saliva and all all that sort of stuff but yeah. the, the corn itself causing the disease I, I don't i don't know about that okay makes sense all right what about getting ready we got just a couple of minutes left here in this segment what what about getting ready for deer season with respect to food plots etc well you know we're yeah, we're think, in the middle of it i think uh, people are starting to get some uh, equipment rolling and getting it ready and getting an itch and uh, that's a the, part of it yeah the big the big food plot talk or topic of the year has been the army worms this year it's mm-hmm. been yeah. Yeah, that's always something you deal with not always but a lot of years something you're going to deal with especially if you plant plots really early but just reports all over the state have been it's been way worse than normal this year yep and that's so. what i've heard as well so good good reason to maybe hold off a little bit later. That that usually seems to help help with cool that. off a little bit. That sends them packing. Mm-hmm. Send them packing, and plus you you know once your stuff starts coming up, you know if you've gotten kind of past the time period where they're going to be an issue, which is you know after we get a little bit cooler weather, yeah, you know you don't have to worry. So that's been that's been um, I think on a lot of folks's folks's plate, and then you know just what plant getting it ready, all of that. Yep. I, Stan, I don't know about you, but I've always sort of been a, a lot of times folks can, can make the food plot game a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. You we can get, make it as complicated gotta, or as simple as, as you want. So. we got a break right here. We'll come right back. Let's talk about that and also checking the safety of your deer stand. Some of that was going on at my house, believe it or not, this past weekend. Some folks getting ready to go hunting for deer. Stay with us. We'll be right back. national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Summer travel is ahead and the need continues. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood as we move into the summer months. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. For the highest quality comprehensive eye care for your entire family, you need to visit Optical 2000, Dr. Bobby C. Pankey and Associates in Clinton, Richland, and Flora. All three locations offer eye health and eye care examinations, as well as treatment for eye disease. And we have a wide array of the latest frames and sunglasses from your favorite designers. Most major insurance accepted. Click to call a clinic near you at optical-2000.com. Optical 2000, Dr. Bobby C. Pankey and Associates in Clinton, Richland, and open Wednesdays in Flora. 
In the house, my friend Lee Garland of EXP. What's happening, Lee? 2020 was an incredible year. We sold hundreds of houses. As a matter of fact, and thank you, you took care of a family member. What was so unique about selling that home was the buyer who bought it, bought it sight unseen. They bought it from the videos, photos, and drone footage that we shot. They did not actually step foot in the house until the week before closing. Share with us some of the other advantages of the marketing campaign. One of the things that we do is we give sellers options. We give them the option of assurance, convenience, and the ability to get top dollar on their property. If the seller needs the assurance that their house is going to sell, we can guarantee that sale. If it doesn't sell at the end of the listing agreement, we'll buy it. And that's what makes you guys the leader in the market. We are the number one team in central Mississippi. We spend more money marketing properties than anybody else. We have an advertising budget of almost a half a million dollars where the average agent only spends 250 to $500 a month. Go to LeeWillBuyIt.com or call us at 601-983-1130. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Hey, this is Stephen with Americans for Prosperity, Mississippi. Do you know how your legislators really voted on the issues that impact you and your family every day? Often, our elected officials campaign on defending your rights and liberties, yet they vote for special interest and irresponsible policies. See how your legislators voted at scorecardms.com to hold them accountable and encourage them to continue advancing the cause of liberty in Mississippi. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Mississippi Outdoors Radio. By the way, this uh, from Darren in Jackson, Texas. Thanks for easing up the restrictions. I quit deer hunting due to the CWD restrictions. Now I'm going back into it. So okay. what restrictions is he talking about there, do you think? Maybe the one that he can now take a deer outside of the zone if he's getting it mounted with a participating yeah. taxidermist or maybe uh, the uh, quartering of the deer, you can just quarter them up and, and take them out. Gotcha. And I, I know with with hunters, it 
We've had to do a lot of things, and I think as we move forward in the, in the process of, of managing the disease, you know, we're going to constantly evaluate what's working and what's not working. So hopefully our hunters will understand that and, and, and like the listener there. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As we move forward, things will get a little better. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, uh, talking about, I guess, this idea that maybe some of this manufactured corn is is contributing to CWD. This listener says a food plot is just as bad. What do you think about that? Well, I guess in reference to, you know, the food plot is concentrating deer yeah. to, to some degree, but obviously over a much larger area than if you had a feeder right there. That makes uh, sense. So, All right. Uh, final comment, Allen in Batesville wants to know if the turkey population in our state is up or down. Well, I'm glad Allen asked that question. You know, we um, Turkey population fluctuates due to how good the hatch is every summer. So uh, turkey populations, it's, it's not at all uncommon for them to fluctuate by 50% from year to year, depending on how good the hatch is. And, and we were talking, Stan and I were talking on the way over here this morning, are uh, getting all the, the – uh, we do we do monitor the turkey hatch every summer, and we're getting all of that data back in. I uh, haven't got the final analysis of it back in yet, but it looks like we have had just a heck of a really good hatch uh, all over the state this hmm. year. Uh, in fact, I was talking to somebody uh, last week over along the Mississippi River that said they have not seen this good of a hatch in like 40 years over along the river uh, wow. on that particular club. So um, I think we... We fingers crossed may be on a on an upward trend. Good news for the turkey hunter. Yeah. All right, uh, Adam, give us an update on what we can expect on Mississippi Outdoors TV this sure. Thursday. Sure, this week going to be taken to the water. Uh, going to do a alligator hunt in Adams County, and then crappie or white perch, depending on what part of the state you're from. But a crappie fishing trip on Grenada Lake uh, for Mississippi Outdoors TV. So that airs. Thursday at 7.30 p.m., and then again Saturday at 5.30 on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. And then we uh, post all that to our YouTube channel and social media and all that. So, What else you got that we need to talk about? Well, I know we, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the safety. We mentioned the safety, the safety yeah. yeah. Um, you know, this that time, before, you know, you've only got, if you're a bow hunter, you only got a, a weekend left, really, to get mm-hmm. out there and do a little scouting. And um, while you're doing that, you know, check out those deer stands, um, particularly ones you may have left in the woods over the summer. Uh, check those ratchet straps or whatever kind of put some trap new ones on there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's small investment cheap, you can cheap. make in your own safety. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned a, a son-in-law well, checking thinking, some well, stuff. The, so he, the, you know, those the ones you attach to a tree. Climber, yeah. climbing yeah. stand. Yeah. yeah. So check those. Just yeah. easy thing you can just do in the backyard. You don't want to fall out of trees. a tree. No, you that don't. That ruin your day. No, you don't. You know, my my. Um, I've said this on the air before. My wife works in the operating room at uh, UMC, and she tells me every year there is a particular type of ankle fracture that all of a sudden in October and November and December just (laughs) magically they start getting a whole bunch of cases of those. And I guess it's uh, when you fall out of the tree and you land somehow or another, it it tends to break the ankle in a particular way, and that's not something you want to have to go through. Be careful, folks. Have fun, but be careful. Yeah, I mean, checking deal, those right? stands is just an easy thing, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a thing that is easy to forget and neglect. And all of a sudden, you wake up the night before opening day, and you think, "Well, I'm going to go get in the, mm-hmm. you know, the old so and so stand." And 
And the safety harness is another one along the right. same line. Don't forget to use the safety harness. Yeah. At all times. What do you think? We're going to have a good deer season this year? I think so. I mean, like, you know, Stan talking about the South Delta, obviously, if you're in that part of the world, which is some of the best deer hunting in our state, yeah, you know, things are probably going to be as good as they've ever been. Or, I think so. It's, wow. You know, like I mentioned, the population is down, so... The, Plus, we've had a lot of rainfall this mm-hmm. this spring and summer. Uh, habitat growing condition, conditions have been great. So I yeah, that's and we we talked about that. I, I forget at some point over the summer that you know a really wet summer usually means really good quality antlers on the deer. So we've had it, gentlemen. Always a pleasure seeing you guys and having you in. Enjoy the discussion. I think our audience did as well. And. We are out of time here on Middays, and Rhino and I will be back in the studio tomorrow, Tuesday. Stay safe. God bless everyone. Talk Mississippi Media Production.